Greetings and welcome to KUCI in Irvine on this bright December morning. You're listening to News and Views with me, Kenny Jones. And as usual, we'll look at a few events that happened in history on this day, the 13th of December. And if it's your birthday, happy birthday. We'll see which famous people you share this day with. Now then, as for guests, this week my guest is more of a, what should we say, a co-worker, colleague. It's the lovely Janine Bernstein. Welcome, Janine. Oh, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. This is a, this is a nice. Oh, I haven't got your mic up. You Let's don't start have me again. on. Hello, Jenny. let's try. Hi. I know. I don't want to keep <laughs> is it you in registering? The background there. Yes. Okay. Just, cool. You're on. We're all <laughs> live. All right. This is an interesting turnaround. When I did my training three months ago, I sat the other side and watched. Isn't you that work. funny? I know. And <laughs> hey, now you're a guest on my show, which is well. Uh, thank you. I'm delighted. Thank and you. Thank you for all your help. Let's say it oh, on there. Appreciate you're it. You're so welcome. Um, so uh, there was no particular reason except we decided we had some work to do, and we thought this is. A perfect opportunity for you to be my guest yes. and we can talk about Christmas and uh, in fact let's start with your your big advice because your your show's called Get the Funk yes out yes it is get the <laughs> so, funk out yeah get the funk out and but that's it's kind of a play on words so yes. the funk in your phraseology means you know like when you go through that tough time in your life and you think oh what am i going to do it's a career funk it's a professional funk um, it's a dark time and you think how am I going to get out of this mess? And But slowly, you somehow manage to do it. And, and I've got some tips, especially with the holiday season. You know, people get in a tough time. It can be depressing. You might not be around family, or maybe your family depresses you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you say that. I was a young lad in uh, where I where I actually work, my day job, uh, and I was I was listening to him talk yesterday about the fact that he feels that he has seasonal depression because he's always unhappy around Christmas time. Yes, it's very and I common. I remember thinking about what, what you'd said about that the week oh, yes. before. Yes. And this, this, this lad is like 23 or something. That's awful. So yeah. how do you get to be in a depressed situation around a holiday time that well, it's, young? Ve- it's very easy. You know, sometimes people are not happy in their career. They've done something that they think they should be doing, but it's really not for them. And in that situation, because I've been there, I'd suggest maybe taking a class or, or maybe finding a mentor, or maybe you sit in with somebody who has that career, um, and you get a taste for what that's like. And if you start, let's say, taking a class, you can, it's, it really boosts you up because, it, you know, you have that nine-to-fiver, but you think, oh, you know what, I really want to do, for me, it was voiceover years ago, so I used to take classes at night, or it was guitar, so you take lessons. And it's amazing what it can do to your mood. Sure. Um, I'm going to share something with you that I have done for about 15 years now. This is not something we've talked about before, but it's just come to my mind. People make resolutions, New Year's resolutions. And one of the things I always thought about resolutions was that we tend to start them and by February they're gone and done and we've stopped. (laughs) So about 15 years ago, I started making a list. And I make a list in sort of through December. And by January, that's my list for that year. Okay. Now, it doesn't have good. to be done, you know, in any particular order. Those are my goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Some of them might even be small, like decorate the bathroom or, you know, <laughs> or learn Spanish. Right. But put them on your list. And what it means is that you don't feel it's all over by February and you failed. Yes. Because that's what you tend to think when you make a resolution that's and it right. doesn't happen. You feel that's like right. you failed. Whereas this, you still always have time throughout the year. So it right. keeps the momentum going. You think, I'm going to do that in no, it's a good idea. this month. So uh, it's just another I like that because you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. I know. I mean, we all really are, and it's okay to, you know, say, all right, that's not very realistic. But um, if you set some short-term goals and say, okay, by this month I want to do this, and and then move on to something else and try to make it realistic. 
So going back to your your advice, so someone's sitting there, they're not particularly happy with their job, they're feeling a bit miserable, everybody mm-hmm. seems to be happy around them, and that's another thing about the holiday period. Everybody yes. has almost, not necessarily forced, but kind of forced a little bit. I can yes, sense I understand of happiness. Yes, uh, and and everyone's saying happy holidays, and sometimes I know. you're tired, you're, you're rushing around, you've got a lot to do, and you yes. think, yeah, happy holidays. You're exactly, not, not really feeling it, and you're overwhelmed by the materialism of, and all the commercials, and get this and buy that and do this, and so what do you do? I think you take yourself out of it. I think you shut down your phone, and you go for a long walk. You take up yoga. You do things. Uh, like even get a massage, go and take a class. Um, you know what's really good? Uh, finding like a bestseller list and getting a new book, finding a new author that intrigues you. Uh, it's a vacation for the mind. Okay. You know? Okay, this is good stuff, except what would you say to the people who just don't feel they have the time? That They are on a treadmill. They've got children. They've got lots of things to buy for. They're thinking of the food and the presents and the gifts. How do you force yourself to take that time out that you're talking about? I think you have to say to your partner, whoever it is, that one day a week, I, this is me time. And for me, it was writing. It was taking a writing class so you could be with other people and not be on duty as a parent. Because I know as a parent, it can, you know, suck the life out of you. <laughs> I, I love every my kids. Day, every day. <laughs> but it can. You know, it's exhausting. It's a treadmill, you yes. know. And um, I think you need to be firm on this time. You even tell your kids, you know. Obviously not if they're two or one. <laughs> this is mommy time. Leave me alone. Um, you just try to take some time. Maybe you take a walk and you listen to an audiobook. Things like that. Sure. This is good advice, people. Uh, if you are feeling overwhelmed or you're struggling with all the commercialism, especially it's the, one of the things about the commercialism is that we talk about this commercialism. I hate how commercial Christmas comes. And we buy into it still every year. We still go out That's and spend right. ridiculous amounts of money when... We know deep down that that loses the spirit of the point of what we're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing, you know. So it's not it's not the store's fault. It's not Macy's fault that, that yes. it's commercial. It's our fault for continuing to buy that and, uh, yes. and prolong yeah. that. So yeah. we, we can fight that. We don't have to do that. Right. I mean, one of the things we're doing in our house this year, we're going to bring it back down to one gift per person. That's good. So there's a little bit more thought having to go into it, whereas we would just maybe go out and buy a bunch of things. Yes. So at this time now, you've got to think, it's only going to be one thing. Now I've got to think about it. Yes, so it's got to be special. Yeah, one it's got to be more special than just, yeah. oh, I'll have that and that and scoop all sorts of things off right. the shelf. So right. I think that's uh, that's a nice idea. Maybe next year it'll be no money. You've got to do it with no money. You've got to make something or whatever. I don't know. I, I do want to add something um, that I, I don't want to forget to say is be patient because you can beat yourself up saying, oh, I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm that. We're human. We're human. And no one can give you a time frame on, you know what, by you know Tuesday you need to be out of your funk and move on. Yes. Um, but you need to take small steps you know, sure. t- towards that. Sure. I think this is very good advice, and I do think that it's, it, it is, the sense of it is heightened around Christmas time, whereas you might not be feeling any different than you were two months ago. It's just that that, yeah. you know, f- the holiday music is continually in your ears. Right. Almost the same music everywhere you go, yes. consistently from one store to another or, That's right. or whatever. So I think the whole thing can weigh you down. Your Your idea of taking yourself out of it, I like because... 
We are. I mean, wherever you are, wherever you work, wherever you shop, you're surrounded by the same Christmas music, the same things being said, That's the right. same decorations. And yeah. it's not like any other time of That's year. That's right. Everywhere you go, you may as well be in the same sure. store. So it's a good idea to take yourself out of it. Now, one of the things about you, Janine, is that you've had a complete mix of both Hanukkah and and Christmas. I have. Growing S- up, I celebrated Christmas. That's so right. So you celebrated Christmas growing up. I did. In a household that was predominantly well, we were Jewish. Jewish. We were Reformed Jews, but my dad just felt the sense of it's a happy holiday, and he just liked the sense of this happy feeling. And uh, my stepmom was not Jewish, but she converted, but we still did it. And um, sometimes it was a little over the top. I have to say, it was a little too much. In, in what ways? It was too many presents. My oh, dad okay. would want to go crazy, and like the night before. He'd be at the store, Lord and Taylor, getting a gazillion gifts that she didn't even want. And she'd open up, open them up and go, oh. <laughs> oh, dear. So the lots of things were going. That's the beauty of much. America. You've got such a fantastic return policy. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. We, we don't have this quite as easily in Europe, by the way. Oh, you don't? The return thing's not quite as simple as oh, it no. is here. Yeah, there, there kind of tends to need to be a reason why you're bringing it oh, back. Oh, no. Not just, no, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, we have people in a, in, a, in a certain store that I work at and uh, bringing back steaks that they bought the day before. Oh, come thinking, on. Why is that? So you, oh, is there something wrong with it? No, no, we were going to cook steaks but changed our mind. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to return them. There's nothing you can do. Oh, about that's it. so funny. That's weird, isn't it? It is really I weird. I mean, wouldn't, if you go to, I'm sorry, this is often a tangent, but it just <laughs> I like tangents. Go mind. ahead. Yeah. So you buy a, you buy a couple of steaks and you take them home and you don't eat them. Don't you freeze them or cook them up and do you something else to. with them or you something? You have to. You can't return you them. You don't think, oh, well, here just are my gray steaks. <laughs> but the thing about that is, this particular store donates all food that gets. Pre- Oh, I like that. Back. Yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. As, as long like as the people don't get three sick. Three quarters of a million dollars a year's worth of food. Fantastic. But, but we can't donate that. No, you cannot. Food that's been out and brought back no, can't, no, no, can't, no. can't be sent that's out. That's scary. So there are two filet mignon steaks wasted. It's so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> it really annoys me. Oh, my gosh. I know. So um, so the difference, ex- can you explain the difference of how you would celebrate Hanukkah compared Well, it's to vastly different. There are uh, eight days of Hanukkah, and you light candles. and uh, you on, a, on a daily basis? You do it in time? the evening. Oh, okay. In the evening. There are uh, certain wonderful traditions, and... Um, you have uh, different things that symbolize oil, like um, potato pancakes called latkes, and you have jelly donuts or any kind of donut you want, and all kinds of different symbolism that is really wonderful, and it's very um, celebratory, and it's, it's really uh, it's fun. It's, I didn't actually do this much as a kid. I remember just lighting um, you know, candles and not really doing much. And as I've gotten older and I have kids, it's been a lot more fun. Plus, my husband grew up and he has a lot of great traditions, so he's taught me what we do, and it's wonderful. Excellent. And what about the the equivalent of uh, uh, of midnight mass, for example, that, that Christians would go to church at midnight? Do, what do you have? I'm sleeping at midnight, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> but did you? But do you have any no. specific? No, no spare no, no. time. No. So it's predominantly the candles. We OD on the latkes and the donuts, donuts and, and, and the we presents. pass out. <laughs> okay. True Jewish style. Yes. I love it. No, it's it's wonderful. And then um, you can give presents or not. I mean, to me, it's really not about the presents, but. Typically, in my family, we do do presents. We'll do a little something every night, um, which is fun. 
Traditions traditions are interesting, and I thought I'd just look up a, a, a few Christmas tr- traditions from around the world. Wonderful. It's something I've looked at before. Okay. But the interesting thing about some of these Christmas traditions are that they are no longer, if you go on the internet, you'll see them. But mm-hmm. when you go to those countries or talk to nationals of those countries, they say, we don't do that anymore. I haven't oh. done that for years. Okay. But one, ju- I, I want to start with the New Year's one, actually. I don't know if you know this, but in Spain, you have 12 grapes, and each grape that you eat at midnight on the chime of the gong is for good luck for the months of the following Mm. year. I like that. It's fantastic, except the grapes come in all shapes and sizes. (laughs) And you really need to get seedless ones because you don't want seeded ones. You really want to get small ones. But here's the fantastic thing, and I think this is wonderful. In uh, in the main center in Madrid, Porta Porta del Sol, Mm -hmm. uh, which is near Plaza de Mayor, the main center of Madrid, everyone gathers there at midnight, just like Trafalgar Square in London or Times Square in New York. And everyone gathers there. And when the chimes come, everybody has their glass of wine, and they're 12 grapes in a cup, and they have a grape oh, and like a that. sip of wine. Except, Except nobody could get through the 12 grapes. In but they can get the to the chimes. wine. <laughs> well, they can, but that's what en- ended up happening. But the trouble was, the point of it is supposed to be that it's luck for each month of the year, 12 grapes, 12 right. months. It, Why can't you get through 12 grapes? Well, not within the time of the chimes. Boing, oh. and then you take another grape. Okay. Boing, and oh. take another grape. Yeah. So they... Widened the gap between the bongs. That's hysterical. I know. So the entire so it takes about a, a minute and a half <laughs> to do the twelve <laughs> chimes of midnight. Because everybody's got to get their grapes down. Exactly. It's a minute and a half past twelve by the oh, time the chimes actually funny. finish, which is pretty hilarious. But all over Spain, everyone's doing that. By the way, not necessarily the chimes have been extended, but the, the grape, twelve grapes, and a glass of wine, and that's how you. I want to go see. I'm actually part Spanish. I found oh, out really? through my. Uh, grandmother i'd like to go there sometime to spain yes to madrid madrid's a fantastic place to celebrate christmas i mean that that center is just packed it's just you know i guess it's like uh, times square or trafalgar square trafalgar square slightly been spoiled because there's a beautiful big fountain in the center of it and everyone used to get in it so now Mm -hmm. you can't get near it they board it it. up and they turn the water off and everything have you ever been to times square on new year's eve i haven't i've only seen it on tv oh yeah is it good it's interesting. It's, it's crazy, when I went right? uh, during college, <laughs> there were rats the size of cats. <gasps> yeah, it was really great. Why? It's disgust- rat in New York. Rats are disgusting. They're huge. You know, running through the side streets. Um, but that's New York for you. But no, it's a <laughs> massive amount of people. Massive. Yes. It's unbelievable. I don't know. If and freezing. I particularly enjoy that. To be I know that doesn't sound fun, does it? No. I, I like it from a window, from a warm place. Yes. And drinking there something. You go. Yeah. So up in the Roosevelt Hotel or something. Exactly. Looking out over this. Yes. That's my idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's my idea of roughing it. Exactly. <laughs> so there are just some of these traditions. We'll just look back uh, on some of these traditions. Interestingly, India, for example, they Where didn't they have access to Christmas trees or hardly at all. So they used to decorate things like. Mango trees and banana trees. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So That's outside, nice. but these were, they didn't bring them in and set them up. These were outside their sure, houses. Sure, the trees. So they were just out in the trees. Yeah. So wherever you drove or went or walked or rickshawed or whatever it was you were going mm-hmm. around in, you could see all these trees just That's lit pretty. up and they decorate. And they didn't have necessarily lights on, but they were lit up and, and made nice and whatever. So nice. Yeah. And there are still little areas apparently where they still do that. So that's kind of interesting. I like that. They've probably got 
fake Christmas trees there now. They're probably oh, made yeah. there or something. Sure. But, but still, uh, Iceland, they have 13 Santas at Christmas. What? I know. That's a little confusing called, to the kids. I, exactly. <laughs> apparently, they're called Yule Lads. Yule Lads. Yeah, that's their, their Christmas. They come into town apparently two weeks before Christmas, and it's their job to uh, to go around and deliver Christmas presents. So that's what the children Cute. in Iceland are told, I, like I suppose. That. But I think you'll like this one best. We talk about commercialism. Japan. The biggest selling thing on Christmas Day in Japan? Yes. KFC. Why is that? Well, apparently some years ago, Japan did a, a campaign at Christmas mm-hmm. uh, with KFC, and it took off really big time, and everybody was going and getting KFC. Well, it's just got bigger every year. I can't believe that. And there that. are lines. If you go on the internet, you'll see lines of people on Christmas Day lining Morning up to get Morning fried chicken and mashed potatoes <laughs> and biscuits and gravy. Okay. Typically Japanese. Okay, I suppose maybe over here we would lining up for sushi or something oh at the same God. time. Can I share a funny KFC. story with you? Please do. When I was little, I was told Santa was fake. I was about four, five. So I went on a sat on Santa's lap at Macy's in New York City. And I was the, I was terrible. It's, ter- it's a terrible story. <laughs> I started trying to pull his beard off. And he's like wrestling with me, like, get off me, kid. And I'm like, yanking the beard. And he's like, stop it. And I'm trying are you, you real? to prove that he was fake or, <laughs> yeah. or hope that he And was. I saw the beard partially come off. I'm trying to pull uh, on the hair. I will never forget it. I did. I do have a picture sitting on his lap. Poor guy. And and do you remember, I mean, you don't remember specifically, but do you know how you came through that? Whether you came through it thinking, no, Father Christmas is I real? I thought that or? is definitely not Santa. <laughs> this guy's an imposter. From four y- I thought, t- I, I want to know who told you Santa didn't exist at four I, years old. I that's can't tell you, but it was not nice. It wasn't yeah, nice. It was not nice. No, we shouldn't. That's, no. Before we know no. where we are, we'll be saying the Easter Bunny's not real. Exactly. We can't be Come having on. that. Or the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a thing, right? Of course it yeah, is, it's Kenny. A, it's a, you get $20 Don't now Don't burst my bubble. Right? No. <laughs> so... Um, Another Christmas thing we do in in the UK, which is still done, is putting a coin in a Christmas pudding. Is that something you've ever heard of? Uh, No, I haven't. It used to be a sixpence when I was a child. I think it used to be a sixpence, which is two and a half pence, which I guess would be like at what here? Five cents or something. I don't know. Okay. But it's... it was probably the smallest of the coins we had, and you'd mix it in with the Christmas pudding. Do you and then eat make that? The Christmas cake. <laughs> well, the idea, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. I would hope you not. Rush your shark to emergency <laughs> care when it gets stuck in their throat. Yes. No, the idea is that you eat your Christmas pudding, and whoever finds the sixpence is blessed with good luck for the following oh, year. That's that nice. was the that was the basic tradition. As of they it. break so, a tooth. So no. It was. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Less with good luck and dental insurance yes. or something. But I remember my grandmother used to want to make sure everyone had one, so she used to put one in everybody's. Which oh, kind of that's sweet. I know, but grandmothers kind of spoil it because we all think, well, that's not real yes. then either. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, what, was, what else did we find? Some Christmas traditions. I found a few. Um, oh, I love this one. In Sweden, mm-hmm. in 1966, they built a massive straw goat. I don't know why a really? goat, maybe, yes, huge. And it was like 13 meters tall. And they had it in the center of the town in, in Garver in Sweden. But some vandals burnt it to the ground. That's and awful. Yes, but they rebuilt it. And the point is now, all the vandals now think it's a game every year. And it's, it's they burn it down of, they, every year? They, they burn it down. They don't want it burnt down, and they <laughs> guard it, and they put security up. But somehow, most years, they manage to burn it down. So the tradition has now not just the goat, it's the burning of the goat. Oh, my God. And some people, especially tourists, think mm-hmm. it's that's part of the thing, that it gets burnt down. But it's What a crazy tradition. I know. Apparently, it's I wonder what the symbolism of the goat is. 
Yeah. Why it was ever a goat. Folks, I'm sorry I'm not going to give you the answer to that right now. I feel <laughs> terrible, but I'm going to look into that and I'll get back to you next week with the symbolism of the goat and why it exists. I have no idea. I should, so have, funny. I should have figured that out, but there must be a reason. It's called the burning of the gav, gavla, gavla goat. Gavla is a town in Sweden where it first started or something. So right. I love all this this information you're giving today. Well, it's, it's just great. fun stuff, right? I mean, yes. it's, like, uh, it's like when you send letters to Santa. Right. Now, most there are... All countries do something different with them. Mm -hmm. But some countries, for example, Canada, they have <laughs> they have a postcode. They do? H-O-H-O-H-O. -O -O. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is they do get to a specific place, and they have millions of volunteers at Christmas who are writing back to these kids. Oh, that's so, so nice. So everybody thinks they get a letter back oh, from I like Santa, that. and they're getting a letter back from somebody. Somebody working. Oh, I hope no kids are listening. You're going <laughs> to... No, children wouldn't <laughs> listen to me. Why would they? They never have yet. They're not going to start Canada. now. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think the worst one, I think, is Krampus. is in Austria. That's the guy that dresses up as a devil demon creature. And oh, that's around. terrible. I know. They walk around creepy. with a cowbell and scares children. And it's, why? What? Well, somewhere else has a massive cat. Who has the cat? I can't remember. One country has this massive cat that eats children. It's like, <laughs> those are those New York rats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not a cat, it's a rat. I don't that's know. awful. I don't know. Let's take a quick look while we're still. Are you okay with me for a minute? Uh, yeah, Janine? I, yeah. I want to add one thing before oh, we wrap. So uh, you want me to do it no, now or good. later? Um, one of the best things you can do this holiday season, because it can be overwhelming, and if you might have your own stuff going on, is volunteering. So I uh, remember as a kid, we used to donate uh, food and toys to a family in need. And on here, there's a lot of stuff going on in Orange County. I'm actually going to produce some PSAs on the food banks, and you can go and serve meals Christmas Day, um, maybe even New Year's Eve. But there's a lot of stuff going on where you can go and help people and get out of your own mindset and go spend time with other people who are less fortunate. In fact, our, our church just down the road, um, they they have a thing every year, and you, you go in, you just literally take a piece of paper, and that's your family, and then you do whatever you I can do that. for that family. That's and nice. It, and and it, we, normally it's presents. They tell you what they've got, whether it's mother and father and children, mm -hmm. how many children, what ages they are, boys, girls, whatever, so you can sort of purchase accordingly. And then maybe you'll do some you know food package and parcel or whatever. That's but good. you just deliver to the church. You don't actually have contact. So... I thought about that when, it, when I, the very first year, and I mm -hmm. thought, why, why, why is that? You know, wouldn't it be nice to be able to see them? Right. And I thought, you know what? It makes it more altruistic. You're not, you're not doing it because you want them to say thank That's you true. or give you. You're just doing it. Right. And it's gone. It gets taken into the church with their labels, their names on the bags, mm -hmm. and that's it. And then they deal with it. You that's know, nice. it's not. Yeah, they don't know who it was. You don't know who mm -hmm. it was, and that's the end of it. And I think it's more altruistic. It's more. It's more honorable almost in a yes. way. So if you really want to give, it's a nice way it of doing nice. it. Yeah. It is nice. It is nice. The church has always got things like that going on, of course, as you say. Right. And, and Orange County is a very generous county in that respect. Sure, you can just Google it. There's a, a lot of things going on from yeah. donating gifts to serving meals to yeah. uh, donating food. And you can even go in your closet and give it all those clothes that you never wear. Yeah. And Donate to Goodwill or wherever. And the underlying message, basically, of what you're saying as well is also true because you feel better when you do something for someone. It makes you feel good. So yes. if you're feeling that Christmas is a bit too commercial, then yeah. let it be commercial in terms of doing something that's some good for someone who needs it. So, Absolutely, yes. So that yes. helps too. 
Okay, we're going to whiz through a couple of other things uh, before we say welcome to Claudia Schamberg, who will be on next with Ask a Leader. Okay. Uh, while we're at it, big thanks to um, Kevin and Matt for Sports Matters. Always a good show from those two boys, 8 o'clock till 8.30. Uh, this is News and Views, 8.30 till 9. Birthdays on this day in history. Mary Todd Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's wife, 1818, she would have born oh. on this day. Yeah, she had a kind of troubled life. She was kind of a hypochondriac. She was always something wrong with her. Oh, it that's no good. Yeah, bless her. She, she had a difficult time by all account. Dick Van Dyke, still going strong. 1925, he was born. He's, what is he, 91 or something? Yes. Amazing guy. 91. Incredible. Oh, I love him. Chitty, I know. Bang, bang. <laughs> Mary Poppins, Bye Bye Bernie. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, he is. The only thing that I have against him yes. is that everybody thinks I'm Australian because he has such a bad English accent. <laughs> <that> everybody <laughs> says, All right, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Whenever they see me, they go, Oh, are That's you Australian? So silly. I go, no, I'm no, not. No, no. You can <laughs> everybody tell. Everybody takes their accents. Yeah. For, no, seriously. I get called Australian. Good day, mate, and all 10 that or 15 stuff. 15 times yeah. a day. Mm. Yeah. But Australians don't sound like that. They sound like this. Yes, they do. English speaker people speak like this, unless you're a Cockney light and you're talking like that. Not I mean. So, <laughs> who knows where I come from? I don't know. Christopher Plummer. Do you remember him? I do. He was born this day, 1929. Ted Nugent. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rocker. Uncle Ted, 1948. Mm -hmm. Remember Steve Buscemi, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Armageddon, yes. But lovely little actor. Very yes. very funny guy. It's his birthday, 1957. Ten years later, Jamie Fox, 1967. And bless her little heart. Taylor Swift. It's her birthday. Oh, it's her birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday, 1989. Taylor. 1989. <laughs> She's nothing. Happy. Yeah, like we're part of her right. posse, right? Yeah. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Boys and girls, this has been News and Views. I've been talking to the lovely Janine Bernstein. Aww. Thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for today. having me on, Kenny. Appreciate this it. This is fun. And uh, we're going to say goodbye with a little bit of uh, Jack Temchin. Now, we played a track of his last week because I just discovered him and I think he's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. So we're going to play out with a track to welcome Claudia into the studio. Thanks a lot, boys and girls. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>